the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday. Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride in the studio with me, Paul, today. Mark with me as well. And a couple things happened over the weekend. Need to mention number one. What about them hogs? On the way to Omaha for the College World Series. They won the Super Regional. Uh, they uh, defeated uh, UNC yesterday. Four to three. It was an exciting game. Scored two runs, bottom of the ninth to win the ball game. It was a great game. I was uh, I went out and watched the Travs play yesterday, and was sitting in the stands and uh, had the uh, the game on my phone. Was watching the the Hogs play and watching the Travs play, and the Travs were winning, and the the Hogs were winning until I think it was the eighth inning, and then they uh, they tied up the game. UNC did two two. Then they went ahead 3-2, top of the ninth. And then uh, the uh, the Hogs were not to be denied this year. Uh, bottom of the ninth, uh, the battle started it off with a base hit. And then another base hit, so you had runners on the corners and nobody out. So you fear the, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to tie it up. Unless there's a really somebody does something on, dumb on the bases or something. And sure enough, they got the, uh, the run in on a ground ball. Uh, the shortstop, deep and short, and couldn't get him. They went to first, or the second, went for the double play is what they did. And they didn't get the double play. Run scores, tied 3-3, and then uh, uh, the uh, Hogs are still up, got a man on third, and next guy up gets a base hit, and game over. I, I felt sorry. I'm going to, I shouldn't feel this way, but... I'm not playing the game. If I'd been in the game, I wouldn't have felt sorry for UNC if I was a Razorback in any way, shape, or form. I'd been too excited about going to the World Series. But uh, the second baseman, almost, almost, he was playing in on the grass, all right, to try to protect against the base hit. And uh, that kid hit that ball just sharp enough to get it past him. Mm-hmm. And, he, man, he went he went straight down. I mean, he was all the way out, <laughs> and it, it just got underneath of him. And he just laid there. He just... Just laid on the field. He knew it was all over with. It was done. Even if he would have fielded it being down on the ground like that, I think the runner scores from third because the runner should have been breaking towards home anyway. And uh, doesn't mean you're going full force, but you're breaking towards mm-hmm. home. And once you saw that player go down on their their stomach, man, you just turn on the turbos. Well, you had for that was, home that was play. The last, that was the last out. Yeah, well, there was no. Uh, I don't think there's anybody out that was. Oh, it was one out. That's there's one out was. left. There, there, there was two outs. Oh, two outs. Yeah. Okay. So it was great. It was a great game. 
Uh, it was great to see it after the last, you know, last year's disappointment. Be a number one seed, have the super regional uh, there at uh, uh, Fayetteville, and win the first game. And what was it, twenty twenty one to two or something like that? Ouch. And then play oh. the next two games and lose them, uh, and don't get to go. Have your season ended. Uh, disappointingly like that. It was great to see him win. Uh, and the team that now gets to feel like the Razorbacks felt last year is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee got the Super Regional. They were hot. I mean, they were nobody was stopping them. And uh, they lost to Notre Dame mm-hmm. at home. Ouch. That's you know, two worse. games to one. So they, they're number one. They, they're the only number one seed left. You know, the number well. There is only one number one seed, but they were the number one seed in the, out of the tournament they went. So they're waking up to that realization mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. That takes time to get over. I'm just telling you, that yeah. takes time. If you've ever played sports, it takes time to get over that. You've got to come to grips with that in your head. Some, some players never do. I think that's what carried the Razorbacks through uh, yesterday. I thought that they they just not going to lose. We refused to lose. <laughs> so that was a great game. I really enjoyed watching that game. It was fun watching. It was a good game. Uh, good starting pitching. And the uh, guy went, I think, five and two-thirds. So that's pretty good for today. That's about what they, they asked these pitchers to do. And like I said, Travs did well yesterday. Was real happy for them. Uh, they were hitting the ball well yesterday. That's been one of their uh, onuses is not being able to – to score, but they've been get, or get to hit when you need it. You know, you they did leave bases loaded twice, though. Mm. You know, that's not good. You don't want to leave, you know, six runners in scoring position like that. That's just that's a that's ones that hurt. Those hurt. But anyway, that's what it was. And I know you guys don't care. You, know, you really don't. You want to talk politics? I can see it in your eyes. And we're going to get to it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I just yeah, you got to um, throw a, throw a bone to the sports fans. Well, out hey, I'm a big I'm a big baseball fan. I love baseball. Exactly. And I I watch the Diamond Dogs. Man, I do. I yeah, watch them. Sports is kind of a funny issue for me. I my my dad was about five eight or five nine, and he was pretty good at basketball. He would play up. Um, even when you knew him, he, I think he had cancer by the time you knew him. Yeah, he did. And um, he was in remission for a while. He would even still go play with his buddies for a while, even when he, even after he had cancer. Yeah. But he would play basketball in his up in his 60s. Well, let me just put it this way. Yeah. If you're playing basketball now, uh, make sure you do it inside an air-conditioned gym. <laughs> don't, don't be trying to do that outside. Woo! But the, the, the point ah. of that is that so my dad at 5'8 or 5'9 was better than me, and I'm 6'4. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I was quite a bit younger than him, too. So. He'd always get you off your feet, didn't he? Well, he, he was just good. He, yeah. was, he, he was just good, and, and I wasn't. And I'm, I'm, I'm just not very good at So good. He'd pull up and shoot from outside? Yeah, he was just good all over the place. Okay. I mean, he was. Or he'd pull up and. Give you a little shoulder fake. I think he'd even like throw a shot sometimes oh, yeah. and make them. <laughs> and you, you'd go up and jump up a little bit, and he'd go around you and just lay it up and in. No, yeah. no I, I just wasn't very good. Well, but, um, you didn't, but, but, you didn't but, work at it. No, I didn't. I didn't if I didn't, you work at it, you get better. Yeah, if it you don't, you're going to be bad. No, yeah. You could have been seven foot tall, all right? right. Well, that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things that it's – I'm good at working, um, I never was very good at sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, two left feet. 
probably something like that. I, I, I might be just about as good at dancing if I ever tried not, it. Not real good with your, high, your eye and hand coordination? I'm not real bad with eye-hand coordination, but okay. I, I'm not sure what it is that makes me bad at sports. But. I'll, I'll tell you what. Eye and hand, two sports that is very important, basketball mm-hmm. and baseball. Right. You now, I, I tell you what. If I could have – so I played on a homeschool team when I was a teenager. Yeah. And um, – I was pretty lousy. I think there were seven players on the team. You were and I, pretty lousy. I, yeah, and there was that seven, what you just said. I was pretty lousy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so uh, there were seven players on on my basketball team, so and I sat on the bench. I was going to say, yeah, you weren't you weren't like Charles Barkley. They no. weren't they weren't choosing you first. All no, 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 no. One no, of my no. favorite commercials. No, I, I, but out of seven players on the team, I think I sat on the bench. And so that just to tell you how bad I was. Yeah. And, and I'm remember I'm six foot four for those of you on the radio, and that's just how bad I was. But um. It's just life, I guess. Yeah. Some people have God-given innate talents to play sports. Some people don't. If I could have played on the girls' team, I (laughs) would have been great. Cleaned up. I would have been great. (laughs) Nice lead-in to talk about. Let's talk about politics uh, this morning. But let's do it after we take our first break. We'll get that done here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. East End Towing want you to remember if you're stuck on the side of the road you need to get off you need you need somebody to get out there with a tow truck and help you out they're willing to do that for you they know all the different situations that you can get yourself in and if you do uh you can give them a call and they'll get you out of that situation call them at uh, 501-888-8849 that's 501-888 8849 and they'll come right on out there and give you a hand that is east in towing all right so this is going to be fun because over the weekend uh the dnc the uh, democratic national committee had some kind of a meeting and i guess a national meeting that i'm sure the state chairman showed up and they were all standing, sitting around and then you had a lot of the different uh, senators and congressmen come around and they're sitting down, and they started talking about Joe Biden. And stuff was leaking out. Uh, and when it's leaking that easy, you know that the party wants you to know what's going on. Hmm. And here's what came out. That uh, just say it ain't, just say no, Joe. You know, uh, don't don't even get in this thing that you're going to run again. We don't want you to run again. There was a majority of it felt that way. Right now. When uh, asked about what direction the country is headed in, uh, close to 85% of Americans say the wrong direction. Well, when you're paying $5 a gallon for gas, then <laughs> well, yeah. it's kind of hard to... <laughs> but here's, here's the good part about it, all right? If you're a Republican, okay, you're a conservative, one, only one out of every four Democrats thought the country was heading in the right direction in fact it was less than that it wasn't 25 percent it was 21 percent wow almost that that's bad that's deadly only about 20 percent yeah that's deadly is what that is wow that's i mean that's that's close to one in five as you Mm -hmm. just point out that's incredible so um in fact, uh, it leaked out that several people evidently have talked to his advisors. They didn't get a chance to talk to the president, but they did talk to his advisors and probably his chief of staff. 
Klein, I think it was Klein or Klein. I forget how it pronounces his last name. And they, and they were basically saying that after the midterm, he should announce that he's not running. Hmm. You know, a- I think, I think, yeah. After why not before? The, the, the last <laughs> time I think that probably we would have that kind of an open primary for the Democrats again. Uh, when you didn't have an incumbent, would have been when LBJ stepped down, said he wouldn't seek re-election because of the Vietnam War. That would have been, what, 60, uh, 65? A little before my time. I think 65 it would have been, maybe 66, one or the other. You know, I would think the Democrats would like Biden. I mean, he's exactly what they want. He's someone He's that, doing what they're asking. He's he does everything he's told, says everything he says, signs everything he's supposed to sign, has no will or thought of his own. The problem is that every time you get him on camera, he's he's such a a babbling he's a fool that it, they had to put him in front of a green screen that one time where they had a bunch of like fake press people because they couldn't get him outside. He's so infirm. It's yeah. That's what's embarrassing. They they want a puppet who'll do what they say, but they want someone who won't embarrass them every time he opens his mouth. Well, when the Easter bunny meets you on the fence and pulls you away from the media, you know there's a problem. I'm just saying, when you Jimmy, know there's a problem. When Jimmy Kimmel has to cut to a commercial like every six seconds because you start going off about uh, about corn pop and whatever. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a, you know, the president in, in all reality has the right to go and talk to whoever he wants to. And people say, well, Clinton went and talked to Arsenio Hall. Well, yeah, but he was talking to the press every other week, too. Yeah. You know, this president hadn't had a uh, press conference in almost 110 days. Well, remember when Trump would do the press conferences himself? Yeah. Not, not through a proxy that just says, we'll circle back around to that every time. No, <laughs> he would actually go out and answer questions individually, even tough ones from really nasty people. He would do it. And then we got Biden, who just hides in his basement all day. <laughs> we never see him. Yeah, he goes, I guess under the White House, he'd have to be going down to the... Bunker. The bunker, yeah, the bunker, you know, to hide out. But yeah, he's. If I were his wife, and I'm not, I don't even identify as a woman, so I can't be his wife. <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is, is that uh, I'd be ashamed that I told my husband to run. <laughs> I mean, she wanted to be first lady. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But still, good God, why would you, why would you put your husband through that or? Well, or I'll teach him not to buy me a new car. How many political marriages actually love or care about each other? It's really that's doubtful. a good question as well. That's well, just, true. Just like you want, you wonder about the the Clinton marriage. Do Bill and Hillary care anything about each other? Or is doubtful. it just a business deal? I, I, you know, I see times that I think they do when they're not posing for a shot, mm-hmm. like they did on the beach that one time. But yeah, I yeah, I think that there's something there. And uh, if they didn't have to stay together for optics, they'd have uh, cut it off a long time ago. If they weren't both in politics, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's true. Yeah. And it's the same thing. There's been some Republicans the same way, but yeah, I don't know. Not that I want to break them up. I mean, no, but, no, I'm not but, saying um, that. It's just, it, it is. It is interesting that their marriage has held together all these years through. Well, oh, if you want to, if you want to attain what you want to do in politics, typically you, you need to stay married. Well, I don't think they actually spend any time together. Yeah. I think they're probably living in different houses in different states and never see each other, and that's why their marriage is so strong. I don't know where's Bill, <laughs> where's Bill living. I mean, they, I think they both live up there in New York. Yeah. Yeah. But Bill, Bill, I don't know if Bill comes down to the, uh, to the, uh, you know, the library because he's got, he's got a penthouse there. <laughs> Where he can stay, and you know, I'm sure. I don't think he goes to Hope 
I don't think he's got yeah. a place down at Hope. It's oh, not boy. like a happening Hot place. Hot Springs, birthplace of Bill Clinton. He never yeah. goes there. He goes there. Maybe, uh, let's see, what's his name is dead, so he don't go to his island anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. So Absolutely. who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, well, they've got real question. estate all over the country. They probably spend most of their time at their villas and their... <laughs> And their beach houses. Well, and that's the thing that probably right now bothers voters even more. When you look at, like, Pelosi, and she's telling everybody we don't need the wall, but yet she's got a wall around her home. Yeah. Uh, when you when you hear them say they need to confiscate your guns or at least restrict your guns, and they've got personal Matthew uh, McConaughey, security. right after he did his speech, yeah, he's walking he down two. the street with two bodyguards, yeah. both armed, next to him to keep him safe. Yeah, and he's out there telling you you don't need guns for self-defense, and yet for some reason we all just kind of absorb the hypocrisy and, and look away from it and never mention it. Did you see what Trudeau said over the weekend? Uh, what did that guy Trude- say? Yeah, what Trudeau said: guns were only for hunting and target practice; they were not. For self-defense. Wow, that that's an interesting view of history. <laughs> Trudeau is he's, he's from England, Canada. Yeah. Canada. Okay, which is pretty close Probably. to being from England. <laughs> he's from La La Land. Canada okay. was a British colony. For yeah, him. yeah, of course. I mean, when did that relationship kind of fall apart? Oh, geez, years ago. Uh, why are we taking so much of, of our moral direction from people like Jimmy Kimmel, Sarah Silverman, and Justin Trudeau, who all wore blackface back in the 90s? That's a good question. I mean, wh- who are they to stand up and tell us what's right and what's wrong? When they, it's, it's not like it was the 1920s and people didn't know any better. Because it's the 1990s. If, you, if your politics are right, you can get <laughs> yeah, away with just, it. Yeah, no one will bring it up. No. no. Or if they do, they'll say, well, that was so long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a different century. And they you were know? different. We were ignorant then. back in that they century. They were young. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's not like stupid stuff. It's not like Jimmy that's, Kimmel that's, did it just once. He wore blackface almost every week on the Man Show for like five seasons. That's back when Democrats <laughs> could still get away with being members yeah. of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. You now could, they just don't advertise it. You could be Bird and be, you know, the, the head honcho basically yeah. uh, from West Virginia, and they haven't changed. How many schools' names have they changed in West Virginia from from Bird? Who knows? You know, I doubt if that's happened. I never even. Oh, but Thomas bring Jefferson can't have a statue anymore. We gotta, we gotta rename Washington University because yeah, <laughs> because Washington, Washington had slaves. Yeah. Of course, he got he he released them as soon as he died. Yeah, you know, and there's a reason why he had to wait till he died. There were legal ramifications mm-hmm. if he didn't wait. Read your history. All right, go well. Never mind. I'm talking no. to the left. And they even, don't even care. if even in, in some they don't of those care about facts. even in some of those cases back then, if you were a, a good master, in some of those cases, turning the slaves loose might have actually been worse because free free black people didn't have rights. in Many cases. Well, whereas, no, they didn't have any. Whereas, you know, if if George Washington was a good and kind master, they may have actually lived much better than they would have if they had been free. Yeah, um, just because I know of that, the, the harsh know, pe- treatment they would have people received. You cut that out of the show, Paul, and and use it. You're not going to run for office, are you? Not well. I'm not. I don't have any major plans for it, but it's possible. Yeah, if you did, you know, they use that in an ad against. They might. You. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, but but the, the it's it, it's it's unfortunate though because. Up up until more recently, black people were really badly treated. Well, and even when the the Emancipation Proclamation came out, and when we fought the Civil War, and once it was open over, and you know, black men were supposed to be free, they weren't. I mean, we we know that it took us to the '60s to get to that point. 
Uh, and uh, and it was harsh during the 60s. A lot of people don't realize how harsh. I lived through that. All right? I was a, mm-hmm. a young well, I was kind of a, a young teenager. I, I guess today I would have been back then. I've been called a preteen because I was like thirteen. But so, but yeah. Whoopi Goldberg says it's worse now than it's ever been. Yeah, in that's just so. yeah, that's crap. Kind of hogwash. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, it, even in the last what thirty or forty years, even in New York, they were doing stop and frisk, which they would just basically take young black males and stop and, and search them with no cause whatsoever. And it and one of the what was the the former mayor. Giuliani, New York. Um, well, no, the Democrat guy that ran to the Democrat primary was getting hounded Are because you of his the socialist. Is that what uh, he, he ran for president in the Democrat Rec- primary recently? Recently, um, okay. Yeah, that was. was, uh, um, was can't think name? of his name. But yeah, he's a um, socialist. Bloomberg. Uh, oh yeah, Bloomberg. Yeah. He, was, okay. he was getting There's hammered. two of them in the rat. We were thinking about. Right well, am I thinking of Bloomberg or was it? Yeah, Bloomberg ran. Was he the one that was getting hammered for his um, support of stop and frisk? Yes, oh, right. And so and it was. It was well deserved. He deserved to be hammered for that. It was. A, it was a serious human rights violation that was strongly perpetrated against black people. There. Come back. We got more to talk about. There's a lot of articles that came out over the weekend. That's what I always tell you about Monday. We catch up what went down on the weekend. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, last Thursday, uh, you know, we had uh, Pat Davis on. Gave you all the information dealing with what he does and what his uh, son-in-law and his son, who are also agents, do, and how he's able to save you thirty to fifty percent. If you did not hear that hour. During the nine o'clock hour last Thursday, you know, go to the Facebook page, Dave Ellswick Show, and take a look at it and take a listen to it because it's a lot of good material there, especially if you're a small businessman and how he can help you save money on uh, your small businesses. Uh, he saved the small businessman 15K uh, here just recently by uh, getting with him and working with him and teaching him how to. Uh, fashion their health care for their uh, workers where they don't have to pay any you know co-pays they don't have d- huge deductibles or anything like that you can save a lot of money up front and they still have really good health insurance remember though that having great health insurance doesn't mean you got great health care that depends on where you go to as well keep that in mind but uh, give Pat a call, 501-605-6935. Get a, get a check back from the hospital once in a while. Instead of you always paying them or paying the insurance company, get a check back from them uh, and find out how that can work for you by going to Your Health Plan Man. That's one word, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, we are moving into the second half hour of our first hour. Good to... To get to this, let's uh, let's talk about the other big story that was going on over the weekend, and that has to deal with guns, and it deals specifically with the Senate. The House passed their gun legislation last week. Uh, it has no chance, as the old saying goes, there's no balls chance in hell of getting passed in the Senate. It ain't going to happen. Well, it was something like 10 House Republicans did vote for it. Yep. Though. Yep. traders. Yeah, yeah those are, you need to find out who it was. I can tell you this, it was no Arkansans. Yeah. And no Arkansans voted for it. So, uh, and, and that's all we can hope for. When you get on the national level, all you can hope for is that your particular elected officials 
do what's best for you here at the state of Arkansas. That's, it's important to call. I don't. To yeah, them. I don't. I don't see either Bozeman or Cotton. I, I think going probably, for this because I don't think they're going to look. I my big problem with this, and I said this Paul last week, and that is the the feds want to get involved in this, and in this piece of legislation, uh, the feds want to give federal money to states to enact red flag laws and that's and that's how they that's one of their but what's in it about the red flag laws that's the question okay we're going to give money but what do you got to spend the money on to do well right and that's and that's part part of it's just a a straight up bribe like they do for seatbelt laws and speed limit laws and whatever else i think but which is the question i'm saying right what What do they want in return right how how are how does the state have to violate people's rights in order to get this this free money and that's part of the problem is and 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 let's understand everybody i can't tell you how many and i heard this on fox which is you know quasi conservative uh and i heard this um, i mean well we've got to do something no you don't no you don't that's that's just like you know there's what 15 20 people a year who drown in five gallon buckets that's not enough to, to warrant doing anything. Let I'm me sorry. Ask, that's, it's, let's ask it's Mark this question. Mark, oh boy. doesn't that make you worried when you hear them say, we got to do something? Well, it's, you know, they feel like they have to take a bad deal because that's better than taking no deal at all. Yeah. And that's well, maybe, one thing. At least, maybe not taking a deal at all well, is the way to go. That was one thing that, that Trump, if he taught anybody anything, is that you can walk away from the table if the deal doesn't measure up. You don't have to take a bad deal. You don't have to be an Obama and take that ridiculous Iran nuclear deal oh just because God. it was the only deal offered. You can just say no and walk away. And yeah, we haven't heard <laughs> when that's going to drop <laughs> yeah, the second right? shoe again. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. But, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. And everyone feels like they have to compromise on things and you don't you don't have to compromise especially if it's something as important as constitutional rights you, you don't never have to compromise, compromise if it doesn't move you towards the goal line you're going for exactly and that's how they so they don't ever expect to get the full bill through or anything like this they want a little bit and they're going to take a little bit more next time you're going to compromise a little bit compromise a little bit you know over the decades they take a little a little smidgen a little slice here a little slice there and then you know 50 years from now your grandkids are being locked up in camps you don't have any choice as i say you know it's it's woody hayes football three yards and a cloud of dust Mm -hmm. But you'll get there if you can keep getting three Slow yards and in a steady. cloud of de- yeah. dust, you know. Well, and, it, and it's and some of this stuff like the red flag laws, they they kind of sound good when you look at them on paper. But so I think it was Will Bond and maybe somebody else filed a, a red flag bill back two three sessions back. Yeah, that's and, been a while. And I testified against it there in Senate committee. And I think it was I think it was Alan Clark that kind of um, chimed in. <laughs> about this issue that there, there's one of the problems with the, the due process portion of these red flag laws is that we cannot trust government to hold bad actors accountable when they violate people's rights with these sort of things. And, and so, especially not now. Yeah, prob- probably. Well, especially with the courts all clogged up and you've got people that, well, he clogged up. You don't have to worry about being clogged up. They can't. They they. Bring them in and run them out like a rotating door. Anyway. Well, that that. But the thing is, though, that if, so if you're getting if you're getting your guns taken away for some frivolous reason or no reason whatsoever, and it takes you six months to get into court so that you can actually um, 
get it sorted out. And maybe there's some time frame there, but part no, of the, I think you're probably pretty close. But pr- part of the issue, though, is that at least for, I think what Alan Clark was saying is that the the incidents where people get held accountable for like um, signing false affidavits or perjuring themselves in 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 these cases, uh, especially like in family cases and whatever else, is they just don't get held accountable. It's very, very infrequent from what I understand. And so, yes, you can put due process um, into the law, but if it doesn't get followed, then you still don't have due process. That's a perfect example is right now. How many gun laws are not even enforced that are already out there? If they were enforced, uh, I mean, there's, a lot of there's stuff an easy thing care of they can do to make gun gun ownership such a pain in the neck that you won't even want to bother anymore. Look at everything you have to do just to drive your car. You've got to pay your property tax on the car. You've got to, If you live in a state that has a state inspection, you've got to do that every year. You live in a state that has an Which emissions the Fourth inspection. Amendment. Exactly. Right. That so that, the emissions one. I was in Virginia. We had an emissions one we had to pay. Then, of course, you've got to do your tags every year. You've got to renew your driver's license every five years or whenever it expires. You've got to do all that just to drive a car. It's such a pain in the neck, and they could do that with guns. Imagine if you have to, you have to pay a fishing license you know every year renew your fishing license just to go fishing what if you had to pay a gun license just to own your own a gun every year you got to renew what it if you had to, what if you had to get a license that you had to renew every year just so you could have a right to free speech yeah what, what, if, what, so if, we, what if we what if we're, we we're not taking away your right to free speech we just want you to have to pay uh you know right, a licensing we're, we're just going to make sure that you're it. you're yeah. okay before you engage in free speech yeah. before you can buy a pen uh, and of course or you, you have or to if you want one of those assault free speech weapons you have <laughs> yeah. like a printer man you've got to get background checks and exactly and every year though you've got like to, a class uh, <laughs> three license for um and you have to get inspected you got to do your state free right, speech inspection right, every right, year right. you got to pass that right. you'd have to have an, if, an enhanced license and if you want, if you want a ball and if you want pin. one of those weapons of mass instruction <laughs> like a printing press or something like that man, oh, man. The, the, ju- the hoops you'll have to jump through for that Fahrenheit 451 I mean, yeah, a training yeah, like, no like if you want to like maybe if you want a video camera oh, you're gonna man. have to jump through all kinds of hoops for that for for that kind of free speech stuff Maybe. maybe it depends on which side of the and maybe aisle and, and maybe we shouldn't be giving uh, yeah ideas we're giving to them ideas people. right now aren't we yeah <laughs> Man, that's the key but but the reality is that, that, that what if we what if we took those things to their logical conclusion the the second amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed the right of yeah. the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed what if we treated free speech the same way what if we didn't infringe? We on, do. Yeah. On some level, now we do. We do. We do. That's look, look the at point. The FCC and whatever else is. FCC, go to a college campus. <laughs> yeah, in some places you've got issues like. I mean, that. only it's only because they passed a law here in the state of Arkansas hmm. that you don't have quote free, free speech, speech zones. zones. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On, on on public property, you you have a right to be there, but you don't have a right to talk no, about stuff. No. Only if. You only have the right to be there if the administration says so. That's what happened to Turning Point USA Mm. when they set up a table on the campus of ASU and the university said – you get that table out of here. You yeah, can't they're, be they're here. They're free speech mm-hmm. zones. If you use that zone to, you know, scream about, like, I don't know, all cops are bad, Black Lives Matter, uh, tear down the Washington statues, all that stuff, that's fine. That's free speech zone. They're A-OK. You go in there and you'd say something that's uh, right, like right-wing or conservative. You have to show a li- driver's yeah. license or a, a photo ID to vote. <sighs> 
Get off of our campus, right? But you got to renew a you got to renew a license to fish, but you don't have to have a license to sh- proof of identity to vote. Yes. You know, that that's how ridiculous, ridiculous it is. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to show a license to buy a a twelve pack. You know, yeah. if you if they don't think you're a certain age, and they even ask me, look, I, I'm sixty nine years <laughs> yeah. old. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I look at them and they say that. And I said, well, thank you. <laughs> I always thank you. I know. I mean, yeah, I, so. I'm thirty six and. I got I got carded for the first time in years, and I don't think I was carded because I thought I was under twenty one. I just got carded because they're the the clerk at the store was just following protocol. Like I have to look yeah. at your ID. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Paul? How, how how old are you now? I'm forty. You're for, oh. I'm forty. Was it this year? Um, no, I turned forty one this year. Oh my God! You, you're an old geezer. Yeah, now. I'm on the. I'm on the. I, I'm the about as old as you can be and still be a millennial. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Me the too. young people look at you and go, "Oh, you're old." <laughs> All right, yeah, I got you. Don't worry, you'll get old. I can it. still beat them in arm wrestling. <laughs> That's about well, no. You know. Are you sure? I'm not sure if I can anymore. No, back. <clears throat> I haven't. I haven't been working hard like I used to in my twenties. But speaking of that, and I, I want to chase a duck here. Just uh, not a rabbit. I want to chase a duck. A duck. Let's chase a duck. Uh, what's What's uh, Christopher up to? Have you Have you talked to him? Christopher uh, was uh, used to be on our Christian our, Olson. Olson. Yeah. Um, what's he up to? Have you Have you I'm seen him lately? I'm actually supposed to have dinner with him tomorrow evening. Are so you maybe really? I can tell you to tell you next week. Yeah, tell me next week how yeah. he's doing. Tell, ask him when he wants to come back on the show. Okay. Yeah, he's you know? uh, yeah he's he, he, he's not he, working for the governor any longer. I don't think so. No, he, I know he, he's he, not. He and his wife they have two kids. Um, their little boy had cancer, and he's he's oh my he's God. doing a lot better now. He's in okay. remission. I don't think he has Good. any cancer in his body right now. He's. Um, I think their boy is real sweet. Um, I see that uh, his wife Melissa posts on Facebook all the time, and so they're it's, they're pretty cool. So I'll get because I see Josh, you know, from Mesker. time to time. Yeah, Mesker on on quite often, and mm-hmm. good to see that he's, he's not doing working well. for Family Council anymore, is he? He's I working, don't think so. I'm not sure what he's doing. He he did some campaigning. He runs some campaigns every once in a while. I okay. think because he, he's kind of good at that, I guess. Um, but. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what all Christian is doing. I think he's wanting to get into some real estate and yeah. whatever else. But Need to talk yeah. you, get him on, talk yeah. with him. It should be fun to have him. and Nicholas. Nicholas still writing for... Uh, Nick Staley? Yeah. Uh, not Staley. Or Nick Horton. Horton. Nick Horton. Yeah, I see so, him every once in a while, too. In fact, I, I'm thinking um, Christy, who was on the election commission, I think she's working with the same organization that he's working with in Florida. Okay, yeah, Nick Horton is working with, with some sort of... Um, Sort of a think tank, yeah. lobbying type yeah. organization. I see him at the Capitol every once in a while. I need while. to get him back on the on the show. He's a lot of the stuff that he does is very very narrow. He's yeah, I think it narrow. is. I can't remember if it's economics. It's or, economics. Uh, I think it maybe is. I I think he and Nick Staley might be working together now. Really? I'm not sure. Um, I, I seemed like I remember at the Capitol during the last session about a year ago that um, I I'm, think I'm looking across at at. Uh, you know, Mark right now, he probably doesn't even know who the heck we're talking about. Uh, no, right. I think so it's before it, my time. It, it, yeah. It's a couple of guys. They're, they're kind of um, – they're both in their 30s right now, I think. And, um, Later 30s. Yeah, probably. And, you know, um, and then you got, uh, of course, our our great female who, you know, she goes from being a conservative to being a uh, anarchist to coming back to being a libertarian. <laughs> uh, um, um, what is her name? Whitney. Um, Whitney Davis. She's not Davis anymore. She got married. Yeah, just, but, um, just recently. I th- I, is she living in Texas now? 
You know, I don't know. They were remember. they were living up in of all places. Oregon I think up Washington. in Washington State, and I was like, "Why did you move up there?" Oh my yeah, god, that's almost but as bad as moving to San Francisco. She was working for Texas Instruments for a while, I think. And yeah, um, she kind of got out of that too. I can't remember what she's doing now. She may just send her. I can. I can. I'm on her Facebook yeah. account. I'll just message her. Yeah. Find out when she's going to be back in. Yeah. Whenever she's around, I always have her on. Yeah, she li- her her folks live there in Conway, yeah. I think. And, uh, good folks. They do her. good. Her her sister mm-hmm. is also a great uh, conservative voice yeah, I as think, well. I think they've her, her and her husband actually moved back to Arkansas. Oh, have they? I think so, yeah. I think I saw. Couldn't take it anymore, huh? I, I can't remember where they were. <laughs> I think they might have been in Japan or something. But, oh. yeah, so her, her, um, yeah. her sister and her husband um, are back in Arkansas area. Is her husband in the military? I think he, he was. At was. One, I think he? maybe he. Maybe That's why he they was were in actually, Japan. Maybe he was stationed in Japan for his military Force, stuff. But it. But it. It may have actually been some other business stuff too, because her. Her parents were okay. Enough. School. I mean, but anyway. Okay, so we brought you up to date on everybody who used to be on the Dave Ellswick show about fifteen years ago. Yeah. We're we're reminiscing. They were our. That was my youth panel, and I'm happy to say they have all gone on to be very, very successful. No, as far as we know, none of, none of them have been arrested. No, no, so, ma- no uh, mass killers. So your youth pa- your youth panel's the same age as me now, basically. Yeah, are on like yeah, 36, probably, 37. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I, rem- I was three or four years older than youth in your youth panel. I think. And I remember when I was Bart Simpson's age. Now I'm Homer Simpson's age. That really <laughs> takes me down Duh. the peg. Yeah. Doy. Yeah, okay. Hey, let's talk about David Lucas Financial. Get a break in. We, we're going to go back and talk guns some more here in just a second. But David Lucas Financial wants you to know that they understand with inflation, it's eating into your savings. If you've got money and it's in an account right now, whether it's a 401 or a IRA, your money is becoming worth less and less. So how do you, you know, uh, build a wall around your account so that maybe you can build up, you know, your uh, your money? And uh, gold and silver seems to be the way to do it. Precious metals. I mean, platinum's even on the table on precious metals. And uh, but there's things you got to know about. You know, how do you buy gold and silver? Uh, and that's what David Lucas can do for you. David Lucas Financial can fill in all those blanks, all those questions that you have. All you have to do is call them 501-222-3315 because it's a true statement that uh, silver and gold could help you protect your assets. That 401k, the IRA that you have, uh, even just hard-earned savings that you've got. I don't know if you got it in a bank or you got it under the mattress. I don't know where you keep it, a coffee can in the closet. But the bottom line, how do you protect that your money is going down in value and you want to be able to make sure that you're going to have enough money when you retire? Again, learn more about buying silver and gold. Call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment uh, advisor. There's all these people walking around right now and their ears are burning, okay, because we've been talking about them. We'll come back, talk more about subjects, about uh, topics in just a moment. All right, final segment for uh, this hour, Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back again after the news at the top of the hour. Uh, If you just joined us, Mark's here, Paul's here, and uh, we're talking about what's going down um, over the weekend. The big news story all weekend long, well, 
Yeah, I would say this was the big story. And then the secondary story was the one about Biden and uh, people in the Democratic Party, basically one out of four only supporting him, uh, was going to be uh, this whole thing about guns and this uh, gun uh, law that they're looking at right now. They call it a framework. It means that they've got certain different things that they're looking at, but they haven't you know, put it in a cohesive factor uh, as a law so that it can be voted on. Uh, And it's uh, Republicans and Democrats getting together, and they make it sound like there's a whole lot of Republicans that are backing this in the Senate, and they're they're having a hard time, you know, cobbling together 10. Well, there better not be, is all I I gotta say. Yeah. Because I was, I, was, I want to say I was disappointed in the House Republicans. They found ten of them who uh, who would vote for the gun control. Yeah, they're all from but the East Coast. I know. There, there's always going to be enough of them out there who well, don't it, care. But you could still. you could find ten Republicans in the Arkansas House of Representatives yeah. that would vote for pretty serious gun control. I think yeah. here, here in Arkansas, but it's. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No, I don't know. I don't even know if we could find ten in Arkansas right now so you, with you, with the stuff that's being presented well, by the, the House. The, right now. Yeah, in the in Congress, you may be right, but 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 here in Arkansas, if somebody filed some 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 gun legislation that was going to infringe on our rights, that you could probably find ten that would well, that would support it. Red flag law is a perfect example. Right. There's a lot there of Republicans that would, that would support it. that. Yeah, you're right. exactly right. And, and and that's the big thing. The conservatives, and we're going to talk about this when we come back, the conservatives in the Senate are being really quiet right now because they're doing what the NRA is doing. Hey, okay, it's a framework. What are you going to put in the actual bill? Yeah. Tell us what you're going to we put. we got to pass the bill to know what's in it. Yeah, right? yeah. I guess that's right. you know, some, some of it. And some of it, there again, some of that sounds kind of good with some of the red flag laws. Well, we're going we're gonna to catch people who are unstable and whatever else. Maybe. And, and, and maybe. Well, they redefined but, unstable now. So well, people but, who used to be crazy are now well, just part, like part of the problem is the Part of the problem, though, is that I think a lot of people that go through divorce understand that, that people can lie about you being unstable, and there's not a great deal of accountability for that. Here's what I think. You're unstable if you're a man and you can you say that you're a woman. I think you're unstable. Sure. And vice versa. Uh-huh. Women sure. thinking and, that they're and men. That's, and that's the thing is that when there's very little accountability on, on the backside is, okay, you falsely accuse someone. Now you need to go to jail. All right. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, if you missed the first hour, you got to go back and watch it or listen to it. We'll only be able to put it so you can listen to it because uh, the uh, uh, Facebook live yeah, Facebook thing is not working, and uh, we got to get that fixed up. There's always, always something, you know. There's just always something. But you'll be able to listen to the show later on. We'll put up the audio so at least you can hear it and uh, listen to it and there's some good things we were talking about we're going to continue talking about uh the whole framework that's because that's the word that they're using uh that you got of uh, republicans and democrats getting together looking at because we got to do something that's what they keep saying we got to do something about gun laws we got to pass something we got to make it look like we care so uh, let's even if it's a bad law we'll still do it you know, it's just, right. it's just well, that, and ignorant. That's, 
Right, and that's one of the knee-jerk things that you shouldn't just have the – just like a doctor. Sometimes you don't want that doctor to do something. You want him to just leave you alone because he's liable to hurt you. Sometimes your body will heal itself. Do me a favor and don't practice medicine on me. <laughs> you know, just do what you know really works. Don't, don't, don't guess and that, just right. do something because – well, you know, Dave, they do call it practicing medicine. Well, Have you had a doctor ever say that to you? <laughs> practicing. Yeah, we practice medicine. Well, and sometimes you'll run into a, to some doctors that will give you some honesty and say, you know what, I, we just kind of guess a lot of times. And, and they're just kind of shooting in the dark. And, well, because they say it could be this or it could be that. It's kind of like, look, when they work on you, it's kind of like when they work on a car. Oh, it's probably a whole they, lot easier to work they make, on a car. They make, in, you know, they make, uh, they just make educated guesses. Surgery? Yeah, right. and they go inside you and see what's in there. Yeah, yeah. what's right. going on? What's not working right. in there? No, so sometimes it's, it's is your hard. alternator bad? All right, sometimes it's hard because you you've got symptoms that can point to a dozen different yep uh, possible problems, and, and you could have something that's very, 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 very rare. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they don't have a clue what it yeah, is. Right. You know? Or maybe it looks like something else until they get under a microscope and discover, oh, that's cancer. Yeah. I watched a couple of movies over the weekend. I know I just was talking to Mark. Mark's a big movie guy, and uh, he's bigger into, into uh, uh, comics now than he is in the movies, I think, just because uh, I still watch you a make, lot of horror movies. Make your money. Watch. Yeah. Well, I do. Are you looking movie. forward to Black Phone? Black Phone? You haven't is heard it, about now, this? Is this a mainstream one or is this a... Uh, it's a mainstream movie. Uh, okay. You got, it, it, it's got Ethan Hawke on it. Okay. He's, he's starring in it. He you was, you, you will not know it's Ethan Hawke. I'm just telling oh, yeah? you. Okay. It looks pretty doggone good. All right. I'll have to check that one out. looks creepy. I'll it's, say that much. Yeah. Right now, horror movies have been flourishing more in like the, the indie circuit than oh, they yeah. have been in Hollywood. Hollywood's kind of just been... Because you don't have to spend way. as much money yeah. to make a, a good horror movie. No. That's um, that's unfortunately what killed like the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is that it's a lot more expensive to build elaborate fantasy sets than it is to just put a hockey mask on a guy and film in the woods. Kind <laughs> <Yeah. of horror>. <laughs> <laughs> or give a guy, a, you know, a, a machete. Yeah. With right. a hockey, yeah hockey, hockey mask and machete. Or, yeah. Just, or, or, a, or, or Captain Kirk mask. Ask, uh, you, <laughs> yeah. That's why we're still getting uh, Michael Myers movies, but we haven't seen a Freddy movie. New in one, new years. one coming out yeah. in October. Yep, and new Halloween Kills. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be the end of the three movie arc. Yeah, the trilogy that they've been doing. But they'll start funny. all over again. They will. Halloween, if you try to map out the continuity of that franchise, oh no, it's really complicated. Oh, well. It's not like, oh, you just watch the first one and then you go sequentially, oh no, they keep doing soft reboots. Here's and what they do. And- <laughs> this is what they do. They start, and when they reboot, they said everything that happened before or after the original Halloween doesn't matter. And they've done that about three times yes. in the franchise. So it's it's remarkably complex for a movie about a guy in a Shatner mask who stabs babysitters. And then you go, you go, uh, you look at what's going on with the Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, that's been stuck in a lawsuit. And what for goes, a long time. what goes, yeah, you got the lawsuit thing going on. But if worse comes to worse, you make sure he he fights Freddy once. And then you put him in outer space. Yeah, and turn him into a robot. Yeah. And that happened before he fought Freddy. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Uh, The one that I'm interested in, uh, speaking of horror, and then we'll get into talking guns again for you. But uh, 
is uh, they're bringing back the Hellraiser series. I heard. They're going to reboot it as well. And, and uh, Clive uh, Barker is attached to it. Yeah, he's writing a script for it, so it yeah. should be interesting. It should be. The Hellraiser franchise is one that, woo, like, like it just fell and ate dirt for a long time. <laughs> like, after the fourth movie, they went direct to video for, like, the next seven movies, and they were producing them so cheap they couldn't even afford to get uh, Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead in yeah. all the movies. They couldn't afford to get him anymore. Yeah. He said that they that when he finally declined to be in a sequel, it's because they offered him a check that wasn't enough to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> they, wow. they were lowballing him so much. He's like, this wouldn't even pay for my plane ticket from England to, to come film it. To come do the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But what, uh, I'm trying to think, what's the, the, the movie that was so bad with uh, Friday, the th- uh, not Friday the 13th, but uh, the Hellraiser series, the one where they had the party? Oh, that's the third one. That's actually one of the better ones, comparatively. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. That was the one that has the great um, uh, Motorhead song, the, the Lemmy and, and Ozzy well, collaboration. Yeah. Uh, and Lemmy's dead now, yeah, so don't yeah. expect a new song. Not that, out of him, And no. what's going to go on with Ozzy? He's, in, he's going under the knife today. Is he? Yeah, he's oh. got, I guess, got some kind of back surgery. They did surgery on him here a few months back for his neck, and uh, he... He said that whatever is bothering him, they don't get into the specifics of it. We do know he has Parkinson's, mm-hmm. but uh, he had to go undergo physical therapy every day just to be able to walk. I correctly. mean, of, of all the health problems I'd expect Ozzy to have, that's not the one that would have. I would have thought mind, they would be all drug related. Yeah, me just too. to be honest. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe he has some sort of neurological problem from all the yeah, drugs. Yeah, it could that, be. That can happen. But yeah. anyway, uh, Sharon flew out to L.A going to be by his side well, that, and his, the best and his kids are yeah. coming that, that when you hear that your kids are showing up and that you you know is it his ex-wife now or just are, are they not I married think, anymore i think they're still married i don't know if they live together all the time because ozzy has a real bad perdillo of liking young women but anyway yeah. well, uh, star. They do that. when they all show up you know, you wonder That's how serious it is, yeah. you know, how, I mean, how serious it is. Even if he relieved himself in the Alamo, I still wish him the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though he burdened the world with Kelly Osborne, I still wish Ooh. him the best. <laughs> the son's not too bad. He's, he's cleared up and yeah. been running pretty – although the daughter's been running kind of. She fell off the wagon last well, year. Well, I, I meant more bit. her music career and doing covers of her dad's songs. Well, and stuff. yeah. Those were awful. <laughs> and was not able to sing very well. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, enough on that. That's just some stuff that's going on, so you know. But uh, Black Phone looks really good. Okay. I'll check that one out. And want to go, maybe go to the movie theater and see that one. Because horror is definitely one of those kinds of movies you want to see it corporately. Now, what do I mean corporately? With people. Yeah, the reactions. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to just be there by yourself. You want to be there with other people where you got somebody in the back that's screaming. <laughs> it's a good community experience. <laughs> that makes yeah. it good. That makes it fun uh, when they start screaming. Or somebody screams in the middle of the movie when nobody's expecting it, and everybody kind of titters and laughs a little bit, but go, I'm glad they left a little bit of the pressure off here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thing. But anyway, that's, a, that's coming out in a couple of weeks, wow. I think. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you a call. We go go, go see it oh, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked Ethan Hawke in Sinister, so he can do horror. Did you? See, you didn't see Bat, the Batman, did you? Uh, not the new one. The, yeah, the one with go see uh, the new one. Robert it's, Pattinson is that his name? Yeah, 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 and it's got uh, Ethan Hawke's in it. Oh, yes. You oh, okay. will not recognize him. Hmm. Ethan's starting to stretch his his uh, wings out a little bit and doing some great acting instead of doing. Uh, what was what was Better it? Late the, than never. He's been in the game for a long time. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, yet, yeah, and yeah, he's. Look, his claim to fame, married to Uma Thurman. 
<laughs> Jeez. And then screwed it up. Yeah. You know? So, And I hear that she's up for another gig, and I forget what that is. Mm. I think she's a good actress. I'd like yeah. to see her in more things. But anyway, that's that's what's going on. I went and saw Jurassic Park Thursday. Uh, it's family-friendly for the most part. Yeah. Take your kids to go see it. It's a fun movie. It has scared them. scared my five-year-old. He had to get back up in his <laughs> nana's. He's got to get nana's, uh, I, I nana's lap. first Jurassic Park for my eighth birthday, and I remember the uh, – uh, the kitchen scene with the raptors just being absolutely terrified. It was, it oh, was such a scary scene when I was a kid. I was eight years old, so I was just like all Ooh. cringing in my seat. And, you, know, and you thought that yeah, you got the girl. And peeking. Yeah, when she, yeah, when she's in the, the one cabinet, the but reflection. it's like a reflection. Yeah, that's yeah. such a great scene. Like Jurassic Park, regardless of what anybody says, it's a horror movie. It's yeah. a monster movie. Yeah. Like, T-Rex is eating people. Raptors, raptors eating people. They're horror movies. Well, <laughs> they, eat, they eat some people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I better. won't say who, but they eat yeah. some people in this movie. Anyway, it's a pretty good movie. Some people won't like this story you know what the basic storyline is because it's uh, another shot at big business you know yeah. big business is out to screw the world that kind of stuff but anyway uh it, it was it was entertaining and top gun is awesome all right i That's love that what I've movie been seeing. i think it premiered in japan we have a lot of uh, japanese readers of our books so we have a lot of japanese people on our, our social media Are they liking it oh uh, that's all they've been talking about for like a week is just uh like i can read the katakana so every time i see a japanese thing it, it always opens with tapu gun and they oh, just they cool. have, like a bunch of excited like uh, exclamation points they've been loving it so. yep it's good movie it really is and uh even if you don't like tom cruise you'll like the movie you really will the characters are characters you can care for all right don't forget about icu protection uh you want to get a uh, a security ses- uh, you know set up for your house i can't uh, recommend anybody else i used to have adt uh they're nowhere near the greatness of billy mack the owner of uh, icu protection ic protection does it all they'll give you the door and window sensors i got Door and window sensors on every window and door I've got in my house now. I've got a couple of cameras. They're 1080p. They're clear. You can make out who the people are. Don't look like some kind of rehash from A&E TV, you know, where the people look like they kind of glow out of a an 80s uh, video game from, uh, I don't know, just think of a really bad video game. Don't look that way. And uh, just uh, some, it's really good. I mean, these are the guys that do uh, Nuke One. And they do their security. So if they do Nuke One, I think that they can probably do my house, and they have done it, and they've done it well. Everything goes right to it. My smartphone, I love it and really like it. I was out at the ballpark yesterday, and I had something come up, and it was a squirrel running across my driveway. Notified me I had a, a rabbit squirrel attacking my house. I don't know if it was rabbit, and it wasn't attacking my house. 501-205-1333 is the number. 501-205-1333. You call Billy Mac and he'll get you all set up. And remember this. This is the other part that I want to mention it to you. You pay for the service. I mean, you're not going to get it for free. You must know that. Oh, wait. You're under 25? You might think you'll get it for free. No, you don't get it for free. Nothing free in this world. You pay for the service, but not for the hardware. All right, back. Okay, so let's talk about, again, this framework uh, that Democrats and Republicans are working together on guns. Let me give you, number one, they dropped the prerequisite of you got to be 21 years old to be able to buy an AR-15. They're going to leave that at 18. Uh, and, and rightly so. i got to ask this question. If I can go into the military 
and put my life down for my country, why can't I go out and buy a firearm? Or I, beer, I mean, or anything else for that matter. I mean, being, I mean right. just sure. being honest with you. All right, so anyway, that's uh, they dropped that. The two main points that I think that uh, are going to be in this bill, uh, one is going to be, and I don't like the, the idea of this, I'll be honest with you, right up front, they want to give federal money to states to devise red flag laws. Now, with that said, people say, well, well, they take enough of our tax dollars. Maybe some of them should flow back. Okay, let's say that that happens. However, whenever you get federal dollars, there are always, and I'm, I'm underlying that, always strings attached. Of course. Right, and in so many cases. What do you have to do? What do you have to agree to? To get that federal right. money. How many citizens' rights are going to be violated in order to get that money? So I want to know what they're talking about, about red flag laws, because I don't like them. I think it's uh, that they can take your stuff away from you uh, on somebody saying something bad about you. They d- and in many states, they don't even have to give their names. Wow. Oh, and so the, and that, that's, that's a pretty serious problem. But And part of the issue is that some of these red flag laws can kind of look good on paper, but part of the issue is that there's such a... a Due process a, goes such, out the window. Well, such, a, <laughs> such a rich history of people not being held accountable for perjury. And, and that's what, you know, uh, Alan Clark talks about. And by the way, Alan Clark will be on my show in studio Thursday. Cool. Get, get, him to, get him to talk about Oh, I'm about sure that. we can yeah, t- we'll I, talk and, about it. Because he's, he's been real involved in child welfare cases. And so some of those, so there's some crossover there with, with court cases and, and, and um, perjury and things because of that nature. If I'm right, one of the basis of our Ju- uh, Judas prudence here in the America has always been, been that you can face your accuser. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, well, we've been slowly, slowly getting away from that. And, well, I, and, and that's one of the things about, like, the, like one of the things that the Fourth Amendment requires is a witness. You, you can't just have anonymous tips in order to search someone's house or search their person or to capture them. I don't know if that's the case anymore. And that's part of the issue is that sometimes I, sometimes I think they are actually using How easy is it to fake an anonymous tips. tip or just say, oh, yeah, someone oh, contacted sure. us. You, you wanna, if you're part of a corrupt organization in, in law and, and you, you want call to... The, you call yeah, the anonymous you call tip it in yourself. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and there's no one there to arrest you or, or, or whatever no, it is. maybe you don't have to. They show up because of the tip. Right. They look around and look at anything that might be happening there. That gives them probable cause, but yeah. potentially, and, yeah. and so that yeah, and so what, what ends up happening sometimes you've got a you've got a, a a pretty decent family, but maybe their daughter is dating some loser, and dad says you can't see that guy anymore, and so that that guy calls in anonymous tips about child abuse, daughter or, calls whatever, or the daughter might do it for that. Well, look matter, at how because so she's ticked off with her parents. Anonymous tips have led to like swatting, which I don't know if you've heard about. Right. Anonymous and tips should should never authorize. No. So swatting is um, it's basically supposed to be a prank. It's when you call in. It's not um, funny. Yeah, it's not funny. No, it's actually really dangerous and gets people killed. But it's when you call when you don't like somebody, and so you call into their local police organization and give a false tip that that person is at their home and they're 
they're doing something dangerous and you need to send a SWAT team over there. So they send a SWAT team over there who kicks the door in and uh, takes the person at gunpoint who has no idea what's what's going on. It, and, it happens and maybe kills in, um, them. And maybe kills them, too. The person doesn't know what's happening. It, they do it a lot when someone is, is live streaming and has a webcam on because then it gets caught on the Internet and everyone laughs. Because, you know, a cop just kicked their door in and poured a gun in their face. And they have oh, no that's funny. On. Yeah, hilarious. But you can do that anonymously. And so people do anonymous wow. um, right. swatting and, things. And police who actually yeah. will do something like that on anonymous tips should be arrested for that. They should be. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I'm sorry. The, the Fourth Amendment addresses this issue. It's by oath or affirmation. It's, mm-hmm. it's probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. You cannot obtain probable cause based on oath or affirmation with an anonymous tip. You cannot get oath or affirmation through an anonymity. Hey, don't you, believe that. Well, and, that, and that's part of the problem. I'm pro- just saying, don't, don't no, believe that. No, that. that's part of the problem is that some some apparently are um, accepting which is just which is insane. Word. Yes. Which is absolutely insane. If if you think you have a right to go search someone's house, you better have a good reason for it. And you better you used to have to have a warrant for that. Right. And you better have a paper trail to track down the person who lied. Exactly. Well, but with the Patriot Act, what's a what what's a, a you know a, a paper for a warrant? Well, we talked about this That's last easy week. enough to get. Yeah. When, when the government says like we're going to temporarily take some of your rights away, but we're going to give them back. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Just look at the Patriot Act. How many of those rights have we gotten back since they took those away? Well, and and that's the thing is that. The, the Fourth Amendment allows for the possibility of someone lying about you and having police search you. But if we're actually following the Fourth Amendment, there should be ramifications and, and a paper trail so that that person gets prosecuted and gets yeah. punished for sicking the police on you. Yeah, it's so much easier now, though, with like you know, just with the internet, and you can have an alternate identity that can't be traced, or you just post anonymously. Oh, Paul, that takes away the big word, anonymous. Yeah, right. And you can't use it. Right. And you're, that, that's the thing is that the government should not be allowed to operate with anonymity. They, they, should, they should have to have their face out there. They, have, they need to have actual um, accountability for what they're doing. You, you could, shouldn't just be allowed to go out there and, well, I mean, he, he looks like he might be guilty of something. Let's now, go search him. Here's the problem. As long as you have people who get afraid, all right, get afraid of something that's going on, whether it be of a, a viral infection or of a person that's out there, mm-hmm. many times they'll say, well, we've got to do this just to protect ourselves. Right. It's, it's important. It's a security issue. We're afraid. You know, give and up our, we're going to give have, up our, our rights. You know, we'll, yeah, okay, if you think that I should take a shot, you go ahead and give the shot to me even though I don't right. and, want And you would have had yeah. people saying the same thing about black people having guns not too many years ago. Well, that's why, uh, you know, you couldn't get, you know, uh, you know, the carry laws passed in Arkansas is because of laws that were passed during uh, and before civil rights laws to keep black people from arming themselves. Right. That's so, exactly <clears throat> why. It right. And so that, from what I understand, the, the, the law in Arkansas, <clears throat> sorry, previous to Act 746, was, from what I understand, written with enough ambiguity for the purposes of, of disarming black people. Yeah, I it mean, was. It, it, the way it was written. Historically, you can trace, trace, it, uh, trace it back. In, right. and, and, I th- I think, and I think you'd probably... Uh, it'd be true if 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 you were a white male, you probably wouldn't be harassed by All much. Right. Take a break. We got Bill O'Reilly coming up, and then uh, Mark gets to stay with us maybe another fifteen minutes or so. Okay, so 
Mark is here. Paul's here. Mark's got to get out here in just a few moments because he's got to get to work. Let me just ask this question of you, Mark. There's a story I sent you and I sent to, to Paul, too. Three Pennsylvania pi- uh, parents filed a federal lawsuit last week alleging that their children's first-grade teacher violated district policy, state law, and the Constitution by teaching children about gender dysphoria and transgender traditioning. Uh, transitioning. Now, let me remind you, this is a first-grade class. The it's, suit filed by the mothers uh, against the Mount Lebanon School District seats a court order to stop the gender-related instruction at the elementary school in Pittsburgh or else provide parents the option to opt their children out of it. Let me take you back a few years, all right? Now, this is this be in the 90s. In the 90s, you had to opt in uh, typically – uh, to the program for sex education. I was actually, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Was I remember that because I was a kid in the 90s and I was in school and we had to get a permission slip signed by our parents to take sex ed. And sex ed was teaching plumbing. <laughs> yes, it was teaching biology. Yeah. That was it. And we had separate sex ed classes, one for boys, one for girls, because they were different different biology. Girls had to learn different things than boys did. Yeah. But it all had to be approved by the parents. Now they're teaching first graders about transgenderism and basically transitioning. Transitioning. Trans- so they're teaching them basically sex ed in the first grade without any input or even acknowledgement of the parents. No, not sex ed. Sexual perversion. Sex- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds more but like I'm just saying, much. bottom line, they're putting your kids in a class, not asking whether you want them to be part of this class when we're talking about transitioning. That is crazy. Well, the worst thing a parent can be is apathetic, especially about what their children are learning. Right. You, you drop your kid off at school, you put them on the bus, and you just assume that they're being taught you know, the, the reading, writing, and arithmetic, and that's it. But they're not. Uh, they're being indoctrinated when they go to school. And if you're not helping them with their homework and seeing what their homework says, if you're not asking them what they learned, if you're not looking at the curriculum and the syllabi, you have no idea. And you wonder why your kid is all messed up by the time they're even a, a teenager. You've got to pay attention. You can't uh, – I know you're, a lot of you are Gen Xers and apathy was your thing. And it was cool back in the 80s. But now you really – you're adults. You really got to start caring. Okay. Now, here's the other part of this, Mark. And, and then we'll get a break and I'll let Mark get out of here. And then Paul and I will finish up this hour. But they look at what these, the, the, this teacher is teaching. And it's a specific – a specific teacher has a transgender child – that is the same age as these first graders and so she's just willy-nilly teaching them that this is just nor- normal normal stuff and I'm, I'm thinking wow this is this is really really crazy this is a perfect example of the smoker who suddenly quits and he wants everybody else to quit right yeah and then he he, he 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 says don't you know you shouldn't smoke because you've got a teacher who is are they transitioning their own child right now is that what you're saying they, yes so, got a transgender so, child so we've got a, a teacher who is potentially a pretty serious child abuser teaching first graders depends on what state you're in that's not the case in pennsylvania hey, sometimes it doesn't matter what state you're in that's yeah. what city you're in dallas with their uh, child drag show at a strip club and oh, that was that's... protected by the police as free speech i mean it, yeah but, but I, I don't know how far they're going with this transition have they already started chopping things i don't know yeah, yeah. i mean they so didn't get into right, that get into I mean. how, but how but the thing is though that, so uh, wow 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's about how I felt about it <laughs> wow. when I read the story. All right, we got to get a break in. Mark, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, and fun. check out the black phone. I will. It looks pretty cool. Cool. It, does, it looks good. All right, PI Roofing, you need somebody to do your roof. Now's the time to do it. I looked at my uh, weather app today. Not saying that what the weather apps are going to be right. I mean, let's see if they can get get out two two weeks and give us the right weather. Although, since they can tell us in 100 years what the weather's going to be like, I guess they can do two weeks now. But anyway, the bottom line is is that, um, you know, you're, you're sitting there with PI roofing, and you're going to have all this dry weather coming up now. Now's the time, if you've had a leak, to have them come out and get up on the roof. Don't you do it, all right? You don't want to be falling off and hurting yourself. Let the professionals do it. They'll get up. They'll look. They'll find, if you got a leak, they'll find where the leak is. I promise you that. They are your roof leak detectives. But they will then say, yeah, you got a problem and you got like maybe a, maybe you just got a, 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 a corner that's going bad or maybe it's just on the backside or perhaps it's the whole roof. But they'll tell you. And then they'll work with your insurance agency to get the appraiser out. They'll work through all of that for you. And you don't have to be burdened with any of that. They'll uh, figure it all out, then they'll come back to you, tell you how they're going to do it, and tell you what it's going to cost. Usually just a deductible that you're signed up for with your insurance. So call PI Roofing, 501-707-3551. I use them uh, exclusively. I Nobody else gets on my roof except PI Roofing. And uh, you can do it just by getting on the uh, Internet as well, piroofing.com back uh, with you paul you had time to take a look at that pennsylvania story that's that's nuts i mean it's this 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 transgender business is crazy in we still have states where parents apparently have to jump through quite a few hoops just to homeschool their children but then these same state governments are allowing parents to mutilate their children sexually. Well, not in Arkansas. Not in Arkansas. Not in Arkansas. But Arkansas is also pretty friendly to homeschoolers. But, but, but apparently in some of these kind of le- more left-leaning states, I, I think it's still pretty difficult to homeschool. In some places, I think you even have to have a college degree if you want to homeschool them all the way through, <laughs> through high school. And, and yet I'm assuming some of these same states are allowing – parents to quote-unquote transition their children from boys to girls and 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 some of them apparently are even allowing them to to surgically remove um sexual organs i mean that's insane and and so apparently this this teacher um is one of those parents who is um transitioning her her six year old what five six year old kid first grader first grader um and she's being allowed to teach children well I, little small children if in if school if it, I, wait a second paul if it's a legal thing that you can do in I, pennsylvania there's nothing to keep her from teaching i understand and so so what's What's to, to, so in, in some of these states when they finally decide to go ahead and, and legalize um, um, 
having sex with six-year-olds, then those people can teach school too, I suppose. Okay. I mean, so, so how far are we away from, from having literal pedophiles teaching school? Well, I think we're, we're still a ways away from that. But there is a movement afoot oh, sure. in the country, and I've, I've mentioned this for the last two years, that you just follow the, the philosophy of you're born that way. I mean, that's, that was the big argument for people that identified and said that they were gay. Well, I can't do anything about it. That's the way I'm basically wired. I was born that way. It's a genetic thing, even though they've never found, quote, the gene that supposedly makes somebody gay. All right, They have never found that. So the, the question becomes, if, if the way you act is because... Of, and this goes back to, you know, nature or nature, you know, uh, if it's a nature thing and you're born that way, then what are we to say about somebody who's a pedophile or murderer? Were they just not born that way or or a, a psychopath? And that's a perfect example. They'll say that those folks are wired differently. Well, if you say wired differently to me. That's code word for me. Uh, that what, uh, or let me do something that the left says, so I can use it against them. That's a dog whistle, uh, saying that uh, that's the way they were born. They can't help it. So leave those those serial killers alone. Doggone it! And, that, and that's it's absurd. The fact is that that um, of course it's it, absurd. It, 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 it's it's absolutely absurd. It's it's not a um, you know if someone is born a thief, punish them. Get that sorry um, genetics out of their system, whatever it might be. If that's truly the case, punish them, fix their problem. The, the fact is, you know, all of us are born selfish and, and stupid. But the thing is that we need parents to help drive that foolishness from us, and that, that's that's one of the things that or parents to at do. least try or try to teach us that right. But, you know, being altruistic, uh, altruistic at times is not a bad thing. It's 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 but it's it's foolishness. Dan ran not standing. It's it's, it's foolishness <laughs> to just say, well, he was born that way, and that's okay. No, there's a lot of things that people that born that way or not, you need to stop. You know, if if you're a born killer, you can't be a killer. You can't be a murderer. I I don't care if you were born that way or not. You don't need to be. Um, or you got to be the you know the silent passenger the dark passenger like in dexter his dad knew that dexter um, had a predisposition to be a serial killer supposedly and so since he had it he taught him it's not good to kill good people you got to kill other criminals that was that was whole basis of dexter i'm not familiar with that but but the but the, the the thing is though that Yes. You know, some of us, uh, we have predispositions to be more aggressive or whatever it might be. Men have a predisposition to be more aggressive than women. That's not, that's not, testosterone. A, that's not a secret at all. But the reality is we have to channel that appropriately. I can't just go beating up on anybody that just is handy to beat up on. You can't on. go raping women. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing is that, that there are sexual drives. There are other type, types of drives. We have to control those things Born that way or not, we must control ourselves. It's personal responsibility and self-control. Supposedly. 
Jose. But when you go back and you look at what this lady is teaching, and evidently, uh, you know, we'll give her her day in court. I'll say that she's, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But if she is proven guilty that she's been teaching this stuff and not supposed to, she needs to immediately have her job terminated and immediately that needs to follow her to any other school she goes to they should be aware of why uh, she lost her job i don't want to get where we're getting into public schools where we got the same thing going on with you know ministers and things of that nature where they don't tell you why you ended up in another church you know mm-hmm. and the reason was is you're diddling little kids or whatever uh let me finish up by saying that's why, and i got Kim Hammer on today, State Senator Kim Hammer, and I'm going to bring up uh, this subject to, to him dealing with, uh, in 2023, uh, it would be time for General Assembly to get together again. Less this is when they typically pass laws. Uh, what is he hearing? Uh, I know there's a lot of talk going on dealing about taxes. Uh, and about the income tax, the individual income tax, and how far can they get it done away with. And we'll talk about that. But I want to talk about, you know, uh, the whole thing of choosing what school you want your kid to go to, uh, real school choice where the money follows the child, and you can take it to the school that you're going to. And, uh, you know, is there a real appetite with that? And for and for me to believe there's an appetite for that, I have to know, and I'll be talking to a lot of different uh, um, folks that are in the state Senate and state house, are they willing to push back against the superintendents mm-hmm. in their the, particular the districts? state-funded, tax-funded lobby. You know, will, mm-hmm. will they push against them or will they, you know, Say, Cave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely what we should do, but I can't vote for that because if I did, the superintendent can turn out a couple hundred votes against me. Get a spine. You know, well, I, I agree. You, you weren't elected to listen to one person. You were elected to follow what your, your, uh, yeah. your uh, people have to say in your district. Get a spine. You know, so. Yeah. No, yeah. I, th- I think the reality is if. if well, but choice- not having a spine is why. We've not had anything happen in school choice uh, for the most part. There's been right. some things. Some little pilot programs Look, I gotta here give, there, I give Laura all the credit in the world what she's done in school uh, choice. But it's been, it's been look, small potatoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been moving forward, but it's moving forward very, very slowly and, and small. It's time are, are the, the conservatives within – the Republican Party and Republicans in general, when you see how badly things have happened in the public school system, and I'm not typically by, you know going after teachers, but I do go after administrators. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who allow this stuff to end up being policy. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Yeah, no parents need to wake up. I think this is one of those things that if we get school choice, I think you'll discover that. Lots and lots of parents really like it, including Democrats. Well, well yeah, and and people that are uh, in the lower economic scale. We sure. found that school choice, where a kid that's making below the poverty level or his parents, and they can be they can go to a another school that's not one of the 
the, 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 the general schools. politicians' uh, political schools for propaganda start flourishing. That's happened here in the uh, state of Arkansas. What's the school? I can't remember the name of the school that was down in Helena. The magnet schools. Or yeah, that they was are doing the, so well down in that area. Now they don't talk about them because it doesn't fit the narrative of well, I mean, how, of uh, journalists. How are you going to pr- promote your um, transgender, um, um, global warming, other kinds of foolishness if you don't ha- have full control of socialist schools? Okay, so let me ask this question: If if you can, if the the, the and this has happened in states that the money follows the student, but there's not all those strings that typically follow government money. If that can happen, I think that we will see a lot of churches begin schools. I, th- I think it's a possibility. Cause, so you've got, you've got all these, these church buildings that get used for, what, four or five hours a week on Sunday and maybe Wednesday night. And, and so you've got, you've got all this real estate with classrooms that they could pretty easily use that real estate with almost zero extra expense because they're still running the air conditioning and heaters throughout the week, um, and then just just round up some teachers. Well, and then you got you got some money coming in to pay the teachers right. to pay the overhead, right. Right. the extra overhead and things of that nature. Because when I talk to pastors and preachers and whatever name you want to give to the people right. who are in the pulpit leadership uh, you know, the leadership, leadership of those churches that's one of the biggest areas because uh look uh, it costs a lot of money to run a school sure and now if these kids are going to be bringing five or six thousand dollars a piece with them now it changes or potentially even more than that it changes the argument i mean the average expenditure per head on on children's education in arkansas right now i bet you is twelve thousand dollars or more yeah, I don't know what the, it is. I, I know this, it's the, different in certain areas of it, the state. It is different in certain areas, but I think the the state contributes what seven thousand, sixty five hundred, something like that. It might be in Little Rock per student per, per I mean, just per, yeah. and that's that's yeah. everywhere in the state, I think. And then there's then they get extra funding from other sources and property taxes and and then extra stuff, and then they get uh, building grants and things like that, I think, sometimes. And Look, maybe maybe you don't get property taxes, but that's all right. If you're going to get the money that goes for the student, that should be enough to offset a lot a lot of what right. you've got to deal and with. Especially in, in a, like a church-type situation, or you've got people that, that they really care about the issue. And so if, if the parent can bring $5,000 to the table, um, you know, some of these philanthropists might be willing to foot up the, foot the rest of it might be might be just a congregation themselves right right they might and, and because they think they, they feel like this is an important enough issue you know uh, you know if, we're, if they don't feel it's an important issue then you got a problem and it, it certainly is an important issue oh, and yes and, and the fact is you know five thousand dollars per student if you've got three or four kids you know keep mom home and let her homeschool all right i gotta take a break i'll be back in an hour we're going to hear about how to deal with your money some. And then uh, we got an hour plan between 9 and 10. And State Senator Kim Hammer will be in studio with me. And we will discuss some of the same things that we just talked about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. I'll see you then. Paul, thank you very much yes, for sir. being part of the show today. We appreciate that. See you Monday. To Mark, the same thing. We appreciate him being with us as well. All right, Heidi, the Starship Enterprise is yours for at least an hour.
All right, 9 o'clock, Dave Ellswick Show. We come back, excuse me, having this hour that we can talk. And typically, I'm, I'm making this hour an hour where I can bring in uh, local political figures and uh, people from Washington, D.C., and authors. And we can get into some, uh, you know, in-depth discussions about different things. I'm hoping uh, the rest of this week, uh, I'm trying to get Carlton Wing to come in tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, I've got uh, Doyle Webb is going to be coming on. Thursday, Alan Clark is coming on. And then Friday, it'll be Steve uh, from the Travs, and we'll talk to him about where the Travs are. They're two weeks away from middle of the of the season, so it'll be an interesting discussion. Uh, Travs won yesterday, 6-1. to one. I went out and watched the game. It was fun because I was watching the game there, and then on my phone, I had the uh, Razorback game on. And I was watching the stream of that, and man, was that not an exciting game to win four to three in the bottom of the ninth, walk off base hit, send them off to Omaha. The Omaha, the Om, the what do they call them now? The the Omahogs, you know, that's what they're calling them. And after last year's disappointing year, and we didn't go to the College World Series to go this year, uh, is exciting. And and uh, the big thing about it is. Where we were last year, and we were the number one seed and had the Super Regional and then lost, Tennessee gets to have that albatross hung around their neck for a year now. Yeah, that would be a hard trip home for them, given oh. the fact that they were ranked number one. And uh, they didn't even have to go home. home. They were at home. Yeah. They were in Knoxville. It, you know, just uh, be crushing for them. But um, And I want to say about the Hogs that, uh, as the commentator said yesterday on the radio, you know, a month ago, a lot of people had written them off, uh, but the loyal fans you know knew that they had it in it i was still i was back. still pulling for them to tell you the truth um, senator i like saying senator too thank you uh, and uh but uh i had my doubts their pitching had just fallen apart well but the you know i think the hawks in basketball what is a second half comeback to basketball i think we're a second half season and when we really got to deliver they can deliver you know coach can get it, did it out yesterday of them. yeah did yesterday and i expect them to deliver all the way through and i'll say this i don't you know i want to take it all the way but all right. even if they you know even if they don't win in you know in the first round up there uh, to be where they are now compared to where they look like they were going to be uh, we've scored victories already but obviously we all want them to go all the way and bring it home well, I, they got a shot. They got a real there's good no, shot. There's no real big powerhouses sitting out there for the World Series this year. No, a lot of the, a lot of the top teams have been knocked off, and you look at what Notre Dame did to uh, Tennessee. Then yep. it's anybody's game. And They're that's hot the, right now. Yeah, and that's the game of baseball, man. It's anybody's game. Depends which team shows up to play what game. Well, we'll know who we play Saturday tonight because mm-hmm. Stanford and uh, UConn play tonight. Whoever wins that game goes to the world series that's right that's so. the boy i tell you what stanford was cranking the ball yesterday i watched a little bit of that ball game last night and they were hitting some moon shots out yep. of the ballpark yep. they were clearing it yep that'd be fun to watch that game to see what's going on also the women's uh uh national uh track meet was this weekend in oregon and uh one of our uh i think sprinters uh women sprinters won Across the board, Hogs had a great sports weekend. I mean, in, in every category, everything they played in, they had a great weekend uh, as far as bringing home some, some real trophies, bringing home some, some real power plays. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Makes you proud to be in we thought We thought we'd be fighting for the, world, the, you know, for the uh, college championship last year. It didn't happen. 
And I'm sure that they ha- I think they said they had 10 players from that team on the team this year. I'm telling you what, that's like having a, a mouthful of ashes all season long. Yeah. It really is. It's not fun to have. All right. Let's get let's get to it. I I, I wanted the state senator to come on. We're uh, not that far from November. Uh, I personally feel like the Republicans are going to just crush the Democrats this November here in the state. We'll probably we may pick up one. We could pick up two seats in in the Senate and a couple of seats maybe in the House as well. And if we do that, we're going to have a new governor. I'm sure that I'm look I'm. As sure as I can be when you're talking politics, that Sarah is going to be the new governor of the state of Arkansas. And uh, it bodes well, I believe, for the state. There's some good things that I think are going to come out of it. With that said, let's see if the state senator thinks the same way that I'm thinking. What, what's your view of what's coming up in 2023? I think we're going to hold all the constitutional offices. Uh, that'll be a given. Uh, but never take anything for granted either, and that's the thing. Well, that's when, what I'm saying. You yeah, never know. You never know. So you, you know, like they say, you either got to run behind or uh, you got to, you know, you got to run scared. So we just need to continue to press on you're, until November. You're the monkey on the ark, right? That's it. But it, no, I'm <laughs> the I'm the third one trying to get on and kick the first two <laughs> off. So I think I've heard you say that before. But I'm I'm like you know in survival mode, and I've got you know, hey, I've got a libertarian opponent. They have placed I think over. 54 56 on the ticket and i remind people you know there's this uh, bartender chick up there in new york that decided to run for congress and nobody thought that she'd win and lo and behold she's the biggest pain in the rear we got <clears throat> so i think that you've got to take every opponent seriously regardless of you know what party they're affiliated with uh but that being said if we would just keep doing what we're doing i think the republicans are going to take control and gain a little bit more uh, then comes the responsibility of acting like we've With been there before. With power comes great responsibility. And risk, you know, yeah. and and all the other stuff, you know. So uh, my my hope is that as we hold the power, uh, that we will have learned over the last 10 years what it's like to have power and that we'll lead forward responsibly and give the people of Arkansas the ability to look upon the Republican Party with pride and be able to say I'm affiliated with them. All right, good. I like I like the start of hearing of hearing that. Yeah, 13 minutes after nine, and uh, State uh, uh, Senator uh, Kim Hammer is my guest uh, during the rest of this hour. I'm going to hold him for most of the rest of the hour. He's got to get out of here about 10 minutes till the top of the hour because he's got to make a, a committee meeting. So. Will not keep him from his work, but the bottom line is there's there's some different issues I want to just throw out at you and, and let you talk about what you think are going what's going to happen next year. I will be back in the afternoons. Not I'll be in the mornings number one, but then I'll come back in the afternoon for at least two hours. May three, but two I think is a is a given, and and I'll be covering as I had in the past. Uh, the uh, the general uh, session that had come up in in twenty three, so let me just I, I wrote down some subjects here and let's see what you have to say about them. Income tax is that going to be a big deal? Is it because uh, I keep hearing people saying we got to get rid of the state income tax? How close we're going to come to that in the next session? I haven't been in the inner circle meetings, but I've caught the peripheral. Um, I think the the big debate is. Are we going to 
what are we going to do with the surplus that we have now, which is going to become uh, fully transparent at the end of June when we close out the fiscal books okay. and we see the exact number that we've got um governor came out no secret governor came out a couple weeks ago special you know, session and and showed his special wish list for a special session i don't know that everybody is buying that to be honest with you and that's part of the benefit of uh i think being in a majority power uh, position you know majority party power position is that you have that ability to have iron sharpening iron moments and that's what's going on right now is the debate of what are we going to do with all that surplus because you have interest groups that you know feel like they're entitled to a part of it Uh, but then you've got some that are still wanting to get us as a state uh, even more fiscally sound than we are right now because Mm -hmm. we all know this is propped up artificially and one of these days and I think it's starting, the rug's going to get pulled out from underneath us. Uh, if we're not careful, what we don't want to be is the majority party that has to come back and raise taxes because we weren't frugal with what we have and then end up in a situation where in order to provide essential services, we got to come back and say, uh, we need to raise some taxes to take care of this, that, or the other. So I'll pause. That was a lot, but I've got more. No, of an that makes to sense. You. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. Look, uh, with what Biden's done to the economy, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, flashing red lights and got uh, got sirens going off and everything about a recession perhaps happening within next year or two. You can't have an 8.6, I think is the last number I heard, inflation rate and not know that some, as they call it in the investment world, dark days are coming. Yeah. Dark skies are coming. And, you know, this will, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Uh but to my knowledge, this is one of the first, if not the only few times that we as a state are positioned to be extremely financially stable. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like retirement. You know, some people don't save up for retirement. They want to spend everything they get, and then they're living paycheck to paycheck, which we know states like California, Illinois, they're not even able to live paycheck nope. to paycheck. They're spending their great-grandkids' money. What I would prefer is for us as a state to be positioned to where we are the strongest fiscally sound state in the union because I think that's what's going to attract people. If you add conservatism to that, family values, strong social, uh, you know, economic uh, values, it makes us a magnet for other people to draw, which just brings more money into the state as people come here looking for jobs. But you've got to have that high level of financial security. All right. So the as far as the individual income tax goes, what do you think it would be a good timetable to try to wean the state off of income taxes? My personal opinion is get $200 billion set aside in the account that we already have established and begin to lower it from there because ultimately we all have to remember that – this is not going to last forever and reality is out there somewhere and we don't know what reality is right now financially because this thing is being propped up by a very liberal democrat agenda being driven out of dc and that is alive and well in the state of arkansas as well if it was relinquished over to the democrats in the state of arkansas right now you'd see every penny of that plus what we've got in reserve spent and i think the fiscally sound thing that we need to do as a party is get to 200 billion in the reserve 
and prioritize where we want to go from there and begin to take on the issues, law enforcement being one of them. Uh, I do think that we need to pay attention to our to our critical need areas where we are having trouble re- recruiting manpower, which would be law enforcement, uh, medical field, such as nurses, and then also teachers. I would put those as the three critical areas. Uh, everybody would argue that, that argue that theirs is critical, but you got to have teachers to teach. Those are going to become in those other two in the, in the medical profession but then you also have to give the citizenry a sense of security uh that if they go out in public they're going to be safe or their houses are going to be broken into and they're not going to be mugged raped murdered and all the other things that we see are, are a problem here all right state senator kim hammer when we come back i'll change topics with him we'll move from taxes i want to move to school choice that's coming up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're out there ready to help you. If you find yourself on the side of the road, you need to get towed. Uh, or worse, you, your car is doing all right, but suddenly a couple tires went off on your trailer uh, on towing your boat. You know, what do you do then? Well, you call East End Towing as well because they can take care of that. And even if your car breaks down and your trailer breaks down, they can help you with that as well. All you have to do is remember the number to call, 501 888 8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right. Back. Dave Ellswick Show. Glad to have you here. And uh, State uh, Senator Kim Hammer is our guest. We talked a little bit about taxes a moment ago. We talked, he touched a little bit on the budget surplus, and you wanted to go back to that just for a moment. I would just go back and say this. You know, the one thing that I think has to be at the top of our priority list is to provide, and I think this is one of the roles and responsibility of government. A lot of things get classified as being the role and the responsibility of government, but that's because we want to make it the role and responsibility of government. There's a big difference. But I think the one area that government does have a responsibility for, and that is the security of the people when it comes to crime and living in safe neighborhoods and living in a safe state. One of the things that we have the inability to do right now because we don't have the capacity is to be able to lock people up that have done the hard crimes. And we're seeing a trickle-down effect to where a lot of that is getting pushed out into community services, which I'm not, you know, I'm not against at all. We see some getting pushed out into parole, which you got to take a look at the job that the parole board is doing and parole officers, and that's not a criticism, but you can only do so much. And the answer, I think, to the situation is a maximum security prison. I think that you got to have a place to lock them up, repurpose some of the other prisons to where they could be uh, dealing with some of the uh, lesser criminals, if you would, and expand our ability to uh, get the work release program of inmates out there by expanding our current capabilities. Have like a, a maximum security prison? Prison? A maximum security, and that we would build it. And the rain, you know, the the projections are ten years from now with the growth rate. Uh, we're just we're just slapping band aids on the problem. And if we're going to get serious about crime in the state of Arkansas, I think we got to go maximum security and send a message out to these criminals that we didn't have room for you, but we got room for you now then you got to have prosecutors that are going to go after them and we know with all the out-of-state money coming in trying to buy the prosecuting attorney positions uh, not only here in arkansas but also elsewhere i think that that adds to the 
necessity that we have to have the capability and capacity in order to be able to lock people up so people can feel safe on the street. And that will send a message to your misdemeanors and to all the other ones that you you think that you won't get taken to the county jail and locked up because there's not room. Guess what? It's a new day in Arkansas, and we will lock your butt up. Okay. Good. I mean, I saw that uh, uh, Tim Griffin had written about that in a, a tweet over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and I was reading it, and he agrees with you. We need a new uh, prison. Well, and I think it may be more a matter of I agree with him, but we all agree together, those right. of us that are thinking in this mindset, that this is the direction we need to go and quit talking about it. because And if, do it. And do it, because if you don't have safety and people don't feel safe, it doesn't matter. But when you have economic development being impacted because people don't feel safe to go to a certain part of the city that you know used to be a safe place to go, or they're starting to push the crimes out now into the outer outer areas, uh, we we got a problem. We can't just pretend it doesn't exist. We can't pretend that we're going to fix it. We got to get hardcore on hardcore crime. All right, we'll come back. We'll maybe. If we have some time, talk, uh, touch base on that. I'm going to go to school choice. Okay. I, I gotta, I'm going to be honest. This is my big issue for 2023. It just seems to me that uh, I believe that it's time. But for it to be time, there's something that has to happen, and that's going to be uh, elected officials that are willing to look at superintendents and say, we got to do something different because what we've done in the past is just not working so what do you think about school choice or our bruce westerman you remember this uh served in the uh, house with him yeah uh in 20 back in 2010 i do believe that's when it was that he came out with the idea because everybody at that time here's what they were scared of lakeview all right how do you do anything about education without getting sued because that's what was happening at that time about, you know, the, the whole equality uh, situation. You, could, you had to spend X amount of dollars over on, on uh, you know, what's the best way? The poverty schools, as you did on the other schools, or Lakeview was always brought forth and somebody would sue you about it. Uh, that we've gotten past, I think. But Bruce Westerman said, if you took and gave the ability for the state— to tell every parent that had children that they had X amount of dollars of state money that was going to their kids and could use it in whatever school they wanted to, the equality argument went out the window at that point because everybody had the exact same thing to work with. And it, it went over like a lead balloon. You know, it was like when they named Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, and everybody said, yeah, they're going to go over like a lead balloon. Uh, so the bottom line was is that, uh, you know, he wasn't greeted with applause and and uh, parades. Uh, in fact, it was just the opposite. But it seems like that's changed now, Senator. Uh, how do you feel about 2023? Do you think it's possible to get this through? I think it's possible. I think you're what, what you've got to have is you've got to have people on the education committees that are willing to vote it out to get it to the full membership because historically in the past where it usually gets killed or stopped is on the education committees. That's where bills go to die. 
and so you've got to you've got to get it you've got to get it past education committees both on the house and the senate in order for it to get fully debated on the floor okay i'm going to hold you there because okay. we're coming up on news let's get the news in and then when we come back i'll let uh, state uh, senator kim hammer pick up his uh, answer from where he's at and uh, in the next uh, half hour i'm going to ask him about guns uh you know because as i keep hearing from all of the uh news uh, panificators out there we just got to do something we'll talk about that when we return all right back with you dave ellswick show i want you to finish up on this whole you're talking about school choice so i'll let you pick up on that i was just saying we got to get you know we got to get it past the education committee on both sides in order to get it on the floor to have you know that open conversation i do think that every every cycle brings us closer you know to it because reality is when you see what the professionals tell us uh, a lot of what they tell us doesn't turn out to be and i think when you look at other states you know maybe like florida where it's being done it's being done successfully that that creates the checks and balance to say well why would it not work here if it's you know working there and and the thing about it is i represent a i represent a district that has great schools in it um Mm -hmm. you know and and we're just in a sweet spot right now just put it point blank where it's really going to help are areas where you don't have the investment or you maybe don't have the interest um you know such as there is in the area that i represent and there are pockets of successful areas all around the state so you got to ask yourself this question what's what's the pathway forward and if you're not willing to consider all things and what you're doing is you're just holding those kids in a holding pattern generation to generation you know as far as adequacy i've been sitting on all the education committees because that's you know a high interest to me and you know with regards to adequacy i think there are ways that we can stay balanced and stay out of court and meet the objectives that the court passed down Uh, but i think there may need to be some step out of comfort zone and it may it may push the envelope a little bit but you know so be it if that's what it takes well they pushed the envelope in in florida and it's paying off I mean, you, how's the old saying goes? If you keep uh, doing the same things over and over and over again and expect a different result, that's a perfect example of insanity. Yeah, but and and I'd like to make this point: if if you're in a part of the state where you have a sweet spot as far as your schools are concerned, you got a great school board, you got great superintendents, you got great teachers, and they're invested and they're doing you know everything that they can do to educate those kids. But understand this too: uh, teachers and schools can only do so much. I, I lay it all back on the on the parents, and well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have a lot of parents that don't make education a priority, and they want to blame the teachers and schools for the things that their kids are doing. Um, that's kind of rabbit hole, but that's kind of a gripe of mine. But uh, but if you're in a part of a state where innovative ideas can bring success to students and you're in a successful part of the state where you already are experiencing that, my question is why would you want to hold back another part of the state from being able to have opportunity to have those successes when you're doing well yourself mm-hmm. so you you got to be able to share and open up the doors of opportunity so that we as a st- state as a whole are bringing our educational standards up all right with that uh, thought and, and that as well the reason i want to see the school choice that we're talking about is because it's not just the school here and the administration that's here it's the federal government they have a stranglehold on public education and uh, 
you know, I don't want to be taught that I got to put my kid in a school that I know they're going to, you know, do transgender education and things of that nature. I want that out of there. Well, and you got teachers. I I had a conversation with a teacher a couple weeks ago that told me, said, you know, if I could get if I could get out and get into a private school setting and Uh teach, I would go there in a heartbeat so as not to have to deal with the bureaucracy and excuse my language, but some of the crap that they're having to deal with. And the question is, that's twofold. Number one is, how much of that are we imposing upon them as a state that's not required by the federal government, but somebody somewhere thought it was a good idea to do something mm-hmm. that maybe isn't such a good idea? And that's we got to strip that layer off because the one thing I hear from good superintendents is this. Take some of the burden off us, and we could do more with what we've got. But we're so burdened, we're spending all of our time. And that's one of the things we're looking is let's strip off that layer of whatever it is that the State Board of Education is imposing upon school districts that have no value nor does it have any measurable results to it but then you got the federal government that's throwing something on top as well when they hand down that money that's a harder hill to climb because that's federal and that's where we need our federal delegation and that's the importance of taking over the congress in 2024 is if we can start to strip off some of that stuff that's where we as a solid group of republicans at the national level need to get in there and get that done so that it can ease the burden down on the school districts by removing some of that bureaucracy and unnecessary layers of fat. All right, let's move on to another subject, guns. New framework, supposedly, that's out there with Democrats and and uh, Republicans and the Senate side, and they're talking about some different things. Uh, what the House passed is not going to get through the Senate. Just know that's not going to happen. Uh, they dropped, they were looking at, raising the uh, age uh, to be able to buy a long rifle up to 21 that seems to have now fallen away and is not going to be included but the one piece that i keep hearing and it's said all the time is red flag laws and uh, the federal government saying uh, these uh, senators are saying hey we'll use money uh, federal money Uh, to send the states to help them set up red flag laws. My question is, and I think everybody's question should be the same, and that is, what are the strings that are attached to that federal money? Well, federal money doesn't send down money without strings attached. Mm -hmm. That's that's just non-realistic to think that there's not going to be something. And that's why I think that now now where it will get critical is if they utilize federal money that's already coming down such as the SNAP program or Feed the Hungry program or something like that, and they say, uh, you can't have this money unless you do this, that's where it's going to get real complicated. Because if it just came down as money in a, just just say in a pork barrel, and it just came down and said, here's money, you institute red flags, I think the, the reaction would be, thank you, we don't want your money because we don't want you to tie our hands like that. We'll work on solving the problem ourselves. Okay. Well, we've already worked on this problem right well and you know looking for solutions in all the wrong places um go back to what i said a while ago i think some of what would help is again the vast majority of the crimes that are committed with guns are committed by people who are illegal already they didn't get those guns in a legal process for one thing i'd like to see is if you're in a possession of a firearm and 
you are not legally entitled to own that, then we need to send you along for a long period of time. The problem with that is if you don't have a place to put them, all right, well, how do you solve that problem? You go back to the maximum security prison, and then you open up the ability for some of these other prisons that would be repurposed to handle people like that. I'll add you another one. If you commit a violent crime with a gun, a violent crime with a gun, I'm all for implementing capital punishment and bring it back. And people will say that's not a deterrent. I beg to differ with you. I don't care what your report says. The fact of the matter is people don't want to think about going back or about being put in a position to have to have capital punishment. Third thought is this. People, when you look at the federal way in which they implement punishment upon people, people on the street don't want to go to the federal pen because they know at the federal pen the majority of their time is not going to be able to be plea bargained down they know if they go to a federal prison they're locked away for 80 90 percent of their time that's the model we need to bring into arkansas but to do that you got to have capacity and i think that's what's going to help get some of the guns out of the hands of some of the people Mental health services, all about it, working on the caucus, trying to come up with more solutions so we can catch them upstream so they don't get as far down. But the reality is, if you're of that mindset, it could be a firebomb, it could be a car, it could be a hatchet, it could be a baseball bat, it could be whatever. You're going to do what you want to do with or without a gun. And I agree with what you're saying about guns because that's what they do on the federal level. If you use a gun, a lot of times that's 20 years added to your sentence like that. Like that. And and you look at the cities, you know, you look at the people who are subscribing to the mindset of trying to restrict the availability of guns to law-abiding citizens. They say, well, we're, we're not wanting to do it for law-abiding citizens. We're only wanting to do it for the illegal. We're only wanting to do it for the mentally impaired. Well, that, that may be well and good, but the question is who controls those definitions? Because if you look at the cities of the mindset that promote that approach to solving the problem, you look at Chicago, you look at all the Democrat-controlled cities that are advancing that mindset, they haven't fixed the problem, and they've had the latitude it's at the local. Worse. It's gotten worse. And they've had that control at the local level. What makes you think it's going to work at the state or federal level? All right. I know that we're supposed to get a break here, but I'm going to push it a little bit, Heidi, so that I can get – I'm going to give up what extra time I'd have at the end so that the state senator can answer one more question here, and then I'll make sure we get our final break in. And that goes down to how do we stop the teaching of – things in our schools that we know are not good for our schools for instance crt okay 1619 transgender education you know i keep hearing people say well we shouldn't the state uh, legislature shouldn't be involved in education that way i beg to differ we're already involved because we're having to be we're having to play we're having to be reactive and play defense because when these things come up then we as a legislative branch have to get involved. But it's after the cows are already out of the barn. So here's my solution to it, and I'm going to introduce a piece of legislation. I had this last time around, got the idea a little bit late, got some resistance from the Department of Ed, but I'm going to introduce it and go ahead and run it anyway. Okay. Here's here's the way I think we deal with it. Uh, you take um, – oh, shoot, lost, his, lost my mind uh, on the name. State Senator no, Yeah, no. no. State Senator introduced um, – uh, Bart Hester introduced okay. a piece of legislation about teaching Holocaust and the history of Holocaust in the school. I think that's great. 
the challenge you got to have is you got to make that retroactive back because you don't want to adversely affect a junior or senior who's going to be graduating. Now we as a legislature come in on the off cycle, drop a bill and says you got to have this before you you know graduate. graduate. And it just creates a real quagmire for the school and for the unintended consequences to the student. Every summer, there's a committee that gets together, made up of teachers and made up of other teaching professionals, and they look at the curriculum, and it runs on a six-, seven-year cycle. I think what we need to do is we need to have a stronger presence in that committee to determine what is it that's going to be recommended out that's going to go out to the schools to be taught to make sure that we address it in that tight circle and then we bring it before the education committee for review now there's separation of powers as far as approval and that kind of thing but we've got to get the conversation before the legislative branch before it gets out the door to go to the schools where they're going to buy the material or they're going to sanction or bless the material and then really it boils down to the local school board that if anybody tries to insert anything into their school district that you know teaches things that go against the the conservative grain or against the thought processes that we hold then i think you just have to take it to the local level and vote those school board members off because they didn't do a good job all right got about two minutes left let me ask this last question you got that extra money that's sitting there do we use that to harden schools harden schools yeah as far as protecting from uh, somebody with a gun coming in and shooting kids the one thing i would be uh, open to discussion on because once you start handing out uh, that kind of goes along with what i said a while ago if i was going to open up the door to spend any of that surplus maximum security crime lab because if you can't get it processed and get it out the door quick which they've got a problem over there because they're in an old building that's not getting the job done open up the available work slots for prisoners to get into workforce where i would be open-minded to a discussion about schools is to put a school resource officer in every school work with police departments to place their precincts at the school to have that presence as a deterrent Uh, and then you just have to focus on good strong policies that are enforced at the local level to make sure no doors are left open and all the protective measures are in place but until you have the presence of law enforcement on the school i think that's a deterrent but they've got to be willing to do what they got to do when the threat comes to the door all right and we got to give them the protection to do it and solve the problem ask questions later all right state senator kim hammer my special guest this uh, hour he's got to get up and now go do some work he's got to get to to a committee meeting we'll let you do that uh and we appreciate you kim for coming into the dave ellswick show shameless plug kim hammer show on saturdays right here on dave's i highly highly recommend it you should listen to it all right our final break here on the dave ellswick show state senator and uh, some interesting answers as well and uh, you know it's that, that that time of the year i mean we're we're less than a year away from uh, getting the, the the 2023 general uh, session together uh, that'd be around early february of next year and uh, there's a lot of things to get into it uh, I, i'm really excited to know that uh, they're looking at uh, school choice the way that they are i mean look i've been a school choice advocate ever since i got here to the state of arkansas i've been pushing for uh the money to follow students for quite some time i would love to see it happen if it happens i believe that will uh, make uh, 
the schools better in the state of Arkansas. It's been proven now in in uh, Florida that that's uh, exactly what happens. So uh, we will continue to talk about this and carry on that conversation and and hope that our conversation on the air will help to push forward the thought process uh, for the legislature. And then uh, coming up next year, I'll do my show in the morning, and then I'll take a break, and then I'll come back, and we're looking at doing a couple hours uh, in the afternoon. Hopefully, I would think that we would we would do something between, oh, say, uh, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, that way, they have their, they can have their early meetings uh, in the the chambers, and then we can catch people as they come out after votes and things of that nature, and we can uh, see what what happens as far as that's concerned. So anyway, that's going to happen next year. I'm way ahead of myself. We got to get past November first. All right, that's uh, that's the the election that's coming up next. Want to be talking about that? All right. So uh, you know, I was interested in what he had to say about taxes. Interested for sure about school choice. Uh, talking about guns and about uh, money being sent by the Fed in the states, uh, perhaps uh, to uh, help push forward red flag laws. Uh, well and good. Uh, but you got to make sure that those strings aren't attached to that money uh, where it's going to hurt. And uh, the state senator brought up a very uh, salient point because uh, the president has said this, that he might tie to that money, uh, you know, like uh, you know, money for school lunches and things of that nature. Then uh, it's going to become a real push and shove kind of uh, decision that has to, to to be made and we talked about uh, uh, you know what do you teach in your schools and things of that nature so a lot of things touched on remind you that on Thursday uh, we're supposed to have on state uh, senator Alan Clark and we'll have him in the studio and I'm going to hold on to all of these things that we talked about today and bring them back up uh, to Alan Clark as well. Let him answer these questions. And I'm trying to get Carlton Wing, uh, state representative from over in North Little Rock Sherwood, on with us. Uh, I saw he called while we were on the air here. So I'll have to see what he says about uh, uh, being able to make it tomorrow. If he can, I'll be listening for my promo uh, for what's coming up tomorrow, and if he's going to be here, I'll make sure that's in the promo so you hear it and can uh, talk about it. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we're going to have uh, the Women's Power Panel on. Uh, Simona be here. She's bringing in a uh, a person's running for uh, District 3. Uh, have her come on, uh, I guess, wants to be a uh, um, in with the uh, quorum court we'll talk about uh, that with her and, and talk about some other things as well uh, we will have on the bible guys tomorrow and in the last hour i'm not sure exactly who's going to be on it could be carlton wing it could be uh, you know uh, grover norquist uh, he might come on or sally pipes to talk about uh, uh, health care uh, insurance and things of that nature. She may be on from uh, the Pacific Foundation. I've, I've got some different things out there available, but I, I try that this nine o'clock hour. I'm going to try to make it more uh, local than uh, national, 
and uh, keep you up to date on what's happening as far as uh, the um, the state legislature is uh, doing what's going on with the Supreme Court, what's going on with the governor's office, all of those things, so that you know what's going going on. And then since we're here, right here in uh, Little Rock, you know, we'll see if we can't get some people on from the, uh, you know, uh, city council and things of that nature on and uh, the quorum court on from Pulaski County and uh, can talk about the issues that's uh, going to affect you in your wallet, your pocketbook, Lone Oak, Faulkner County, Saline County, all of those areas in our listening audience. All right. It's been a good show today. We've covered a lot of territory today uh, in the first couple hours and then with uh, the uh, state senator, Kim Hammer as well. Don't forget about his show that's on on Saturdays. He's on at high noon, right? Is that uh, it? Okay, so high noon with him. Uh, but I, I'll let you know that he doesn't look like the sheriff from the movie. All right, just so you know, just just the way it is. All right, time for me to get out of here. I appreciate you having me, you know, with you today in your radio, in your car. At home, if you're listening at home, if you're listening uh, in the evening and you're listening to the show uh, via the uh, uh, Internet, thank you for doing that as well. I'll join you again tomorrow. Keep listening for my promo. You'll know what's going to happen in that final hour tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.